Hey everybody, um, I'm sitting here with Elizabeth Hunter in um, my living room here in Brooklyn. She has made the trek down from Harlem. <laughs> we're drinking tea and eating cookies, and we're going to talk about her music and some of the exciting things she has coming up. So welcome, Elizabeth. Welcome, welcome to the Play Me Twice podcast. <laughs> Um, (laughs) thank you very much um so i listened to um move like the moon from her and totally fell in love with her music and her vibe you should check it out but i want to play um a song it's a new release called coming for you and you are gonna be hearing some just infectious fun um, sirens in the background. Um, <laughs> you're going to be hearing some infectious, fun, retro-inspired pop um, from this amazing singer-songwriter. So here we go. Coming for You by Elizabeth Hunter.
I cannot, um, I can't stop smiling after hearing that song. What, can you tell us a little bit about just what went into, why did you write that song and what inspired it? Um, this is actually, might maybe not the interest, most interesting idea. This song actually came melody first to me, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering correctly. And I couldn't really figure out what it's about. So I used to, something I really recommend for young songwriters or just beginner songwriters is I had a teacher who made me write one song every day. Mm-hmm. So for me, like running is like a release. So I'd mm-hmm. go out and I run and I'd write songs, which meant a lot of them were upbeat. Oh, <laughs> cool. That's key <laughs> to my running beat. Yeah. Um, but I came up with this melody. Um, yeah, on like days where I was feeling slow, they were <laughs> maybe not so upbeat. But, um, but yeah, so I wrote the melody and I remember I wrote like a whole different set of lyrics and it just didn't feel right and the whole idea seemed wrong. Mm-hmm. And I usually what happens is I catch on a certain phrase right. coming for you. And then I think, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Why would someone say coming for you? Yeah. And then you kind of use all, I use like all my own personal experiences or things that I've gone through or things that friends have told me. Mm-hmm. I definitely steal friends' stories. Oh, I yeah. put them in my songs. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't notice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they come differently. Some of them are really about something in your life. Yeah, but this one, yeah, it was very melody first. And then I finally, the words came spelling out. Right. So I think sometimes that can happen when you finally get the right word. You're like, oh, okay, here are the two verses done. Um, so how did you get into songwriting? Well, I kind of always, if you asked my family members, they really couldn't stop me from like singing and writing songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this one co- cousin I'm close with and lives in New York. And he always talks about how they used to make fun of me and I was the youngest. <laughs> and I used to go off and cry about, how no one liked me and I'd write a song about how sad I was <laughs> and so he credits himself for the, my songwriting chops right for torturing you for torturing me <laughs> um but you know I just always wrote songs I mm-hmm. just it's kind of just loved it couldn't right. stop me yeah um and you grew up in Baltimore um and what was what was what was kind of childhood like in Baltimore um this is part podcast part therapy so <laughs> Well, it's really hard, Lily. <laughs> we lived, I lived kind of a bit of a sheltered life, I would say. I mm-hmm. was a bit of a nerd. Oh, yeah. And my Into parents it. were a bit, pro- <laughs> yeah, I was definitely a nerd. My parents were a bit protective. Plus, my, my mom was um, was a federal judge, oh, so okay. I couldn't get into trouble. I can't mm-hmm. get into trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be part of the reason why I was never invited to alcohol parties. And the other part might be because I played Warcraft and played, hung out in the library and was a giant nerd. Nice. But, um, so, okay. Baltimore went to Wesleyan. Now, Wesleyan has its own reputation of being artsy, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say Wesleyan, I came to like college with like seven majors because I loved so many things. Mm-hmm. And college just really let me, just like Wesleyan, let me try everything and do everything and put weird things together mm-hmm. and just, um, really figure out what I wanted to do with my life. It's very common. I was a double major mm-hmm. in both music, obviously, and then also government. Okay. So it was like people did different things. You know, Hamilton came out of that, you mm-hmm. know, because he was writing a, a first version of some place that he had written. You know, it's mm-hmm. very Wesleyan to combine things and, and to do things differently. And, I yeah, I felt like I was able to, you know, just because I wasn't the best player at that point didn't mm-hmm. mean I couldn't explore and be like I'm gonna be a musician and then Mm -hmm. figure out all this stuff cool it was very very 
very warm and creative environment to be able to grow up and smart. Wonderful. Um, now, when did you start playing bass? Because that's your main instrument, and it's mm-hmm. very cool to have a bass female-fronted group, um, plus, you know, your consortium of horn players <laughs> and all your other players that you um, bring into the mix. When when did you get into bass? When I get bass? Um, actually, it's fairly recently. Mm-hmm. It was probably just a couple years ago, because mm-hmm. I had been playing piano first, mm-hmm. took some jazz piano, <clears throat> Then I kind of had some guitar, and I was told, you got to learn guitar. So I was teaching myself getting better. But every all the songs I started writing were with bass lines. Right, Motown. Very Motown. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went one on guitar, and then when I was going to record it, I was like, I wrote the bass line. I was like, I got to change the guitar parts for this bass line. Hmm. So I just, I just fell in love with bass lines, and that's the groove. That's what mm-hmm. keeps everything going. And right. uh, it just felt... Uh, and I was like, oh, I guess I got to learn bass. <laughs> so just a couple of years ago. Um, How is it different singing with bass than it is guitar? Because bass is so rhythmic. And for mm-hmm. those of you listening that aren't musicians, like when you're singing different a different rhythm than you're playing it can be a little bit tricky you want to tell us about how you managed to pull that off so well (laughs) that's actually one thing that I get most of all from musicians are like you sing and play bass and they see me they're like you sing and play bass and like even if I'm not like the amazingly most amazing bass player like I know people who are way better than me they people are always impressed that I can sing and play at the same time which is something that for me when I write my own bass parts I think I don't do two complicated things but mm-hmm. I do like a mashup where I go to a Jackson 5 song mm-hmm. which is like that James Jameson sort of style mm-hmm. of uh like it's like, when I had you to myself you know so it's really very active mm-hmm. um and that's hard but it's and it takes time but it's something I can kind of do mm-hmm. uh which like everything in theory and everything in musicianship always comes hard to me and I work at it and that's mm-hmm. why I get good at it mm-hmm. but it's nice to have one thing that people can that I can do yeah totally, <laughs> totally. well you also do a lot of other things I mean you uh produce and edit videos and it sounds mm-hmm. like you've had your hands in a lot of different projects how did you get into video work video work um well I liked I had friends I went to Wesleyan's very good film program mm-hmm. there and uh I liked, I always wanted to learn more about that. Mm-hmm. And so when I graduated from Wesleyan, I was uh, going to be in this program. I ended up having to do this uh, New York Film Academy kind mm-hmm. of six week program where it kind of just throws you in there and has you learn a whole bunch of stuff. Right. And it was, it was, it was good. It was good. I got the information I needed. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, when I was making music videos, I kind of have an idea of what I want, and I can storyboard it, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, for those who don't know, just writing, drawing little pictures of what each image you're going to see is, and I got a difference of, because I did playwriting in college, so I got okay. a difference of what the, how, you know, plays and films are very different, you're both telling a story, but the way you tell it in film is obviously through pictures, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, so I studied that, got comfortable with Final Cut, and mm-hmm. then when I was going to do my music videos, you kind of it's a whole another learning experience of, uh, you know, anything you want to do that's different, like um, that one shot video that should be coming out shortly. Um, you think, oh, it's gonna be super easy. I don't have to readjust the lights every mm-hmm. time, right? But really, it's um, uh, it's very <laughs> you have to get everything right. Yeah. So this is always a learning experience when you're doing a video and doing something new. But 
but yeah, I guess I, I'm fascinated by everything. It's kind of part of the Wesleyan person. <laughs> right, totally. Well, and it's, I mean, it's interesting that you're bringing in your Wesleyan experience into talking about, I mean, I'm asking you about it, of course, <laughs> but like, um, you know, part of the reason that I wanted to talk to you is that I'm so fascinated about how we as independent musicians are navigating our modern landscape, mm-hmm. you know, um, almost anybody that's listening to this probably knows that music has had great upheavals in the music business and how things are done is, has totally changed within the past 20 years. Um, and so much of our life, regardless of music has changed because mm-hmm. of the internet and because of like disruption of many different, um, business models and technologies. Yeah. Um, and so, often you find musicians who are not signed to a label or have a manager, which you don't have a manager or label at the no, moment. not that. She's unsigned, folks, unsigned. guys. Just putting it out there. Um, Take a number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Though you also will see, I mean, no, there's no one model for any artist, and that's why it's so fascinating to mm-hmm. talk to you and other artists and see what are they doing and the um the great thing about the internet is that you can do so many things you can almost do anything like Mm -hmm. you can carve your own way and you can say you know I'm gonna release my album like this or I'm gonna release a single like this or this is how I want my music career Mm -hmm. to look like um and you may not even want a manager or a label though you might (laughs) help is always nice but um so that's the really cool thing about what we're up against is that you have all the tools at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but the flip side of that is that like, there is no one way to do things and it can be very confusing to like figure out where to go and how to do it and how you want to not only like make the kind of music that you make, but how you want to get it out there and how you want to make sure that people get to hear it. Um, and so, you know, when you told me, okay, I've made all these single, um, music videos and Mm -hmm. I'm not releasing an album necessarily, um, that was interesting to me. And so I just kind of wanted to hear more about how you're bringing this kind of interdisciplinary background of, Mm -hmm. and then how that's, um, how that's kind of inspiring you in the way that you want to have your career yeah so i in terms of how i'm releasing it i'm i'm doing six singles and six music videos Mm -hmm. i think at the end i might put it out as a vinyl right and digital release Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if i'll do cd yet um but there is definitely population still listens to cds Mm -hmm. but yeah i was you know i was thinking when i was I put out an EP and I kind of did the thing I think most people do. I put out four songs and I was like, put all of my effort into it. And I was like, how long did that take you? Well, I graduated and then I had like a year where I was just songwriting to Mm -hmm. get everything good. And then I just started playing out. I I don't know how long it took the whole thing, but it was probably at least two years. I was graduated before I put anything out. Mm -hmm. Um, So you get those songs figure out your arrangements you think about the production you know it just takes so much time you put it out and you're like okay everyone now buy it you forget (laughs) that there's a whole there's a reason that the record labels have a department that's 
PR and of a department that like has to do all these things. Like there's a whole reason why there's a whole department. So when I was talking to a friend of mine actually who worked with MGMT mm-hmm. from Wesleyan, um, he did, uh, he was like, well, don't put out an album. Just don't do that because you're still building momentum as an artist and people are still finding out about you. And the worst thing you want to do is put out an album and no one buys it. Right. Uh, so we kind of, he kind of talked the idea of singles and I like the idea of music videos. I think that's what really people love watching. They love sharing a mm-hmm. music video they'll share. Right. So, uh, so I was kind of like six movies, six music videos, which is, I mean, six uh, singles, six music videos, which is expensive. Right. Um, but I have this background in film, so I really just need, and I call on friends, so mm-hmm. it's not too, too expensive for me. Right, right. Um, and so I, yeah, so I, and then plus, if you're doing everything as a single, it really ups your game because you're like, there can be no weak links. Singles have to be very, very strong. So really what you're doing is putting out six very strong tracks and kind of building momentum, releasing something like once a month. Right, totally. That's kind of the plan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it gets hampered yeah. because of money or because of plans, know, logistics. logistics. You know, I need the cheapest option, so I can't always name my... Like, oh, well, you have to be free on the 25th of June or else we're not doing it. You can be part of it. I'm like, okay, let's make everyone's schedules work since you're doing me favors. Yeah, yeah. Um, I often feel like so much of a musician's life is just like scheduling and carrying gear. It's true. It's true. God bless all the people on the subway that see me with a lot of stuff and are like, can I help you? I'm like, thank you. Yeah. You're like, okay, I got to like do the weights just so. I can carry my guitar around or bass as the case may be. I usually bring both. So. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. I mean like the videos are great and they're so fun and interesting and just like, you know, I feel like you really have a grasp of kind of not only, you know, the type of music that you want to put out is great, but how the visuals marry with that and uh, in a really like, you know, pleasing aesthetic that is just captivating. Like you want to watch it. Like guys, definitely check her <laughs> out afterwards because you're gonna want to watch all the things that she has coming up. Um, I think the next kind of angle that I'm curious about is like you said, okay, I'm gonna release six singles as music videos. Had you written the songs before, or did you know that you wanted to do this? And kind of with that in mind, like, how did that influence the creative process and the way that you decided to write things? Um, A lot of these that I put out, I've had for a little while, and I didn't necessarily know how I wanted to arrange them, and Mm -hmm. certain elements of them have changed, but Mm -hmm. I did, I think about, like, which one I want to put out when, like, how I want to showcase different parts of myself, but, um, yeah, there are couple new ones when you say you want to showcase different parts of yourself like what would you say are some of those parts like what is kind of Mm. the I think not the one-all be-all message of Elizabeth Hunter but like what are some of the things that are important to you that people when they hear your music resonate with or yeah what are those different aspects I think think what I always say is that I want to express <laughs> something that someone's going through. So if you think of Amy, which is one of my singles, um, 
It's I introduce it as uh, when your man is being sweet with you and then says the wrong name. I have very few songs that make zero sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of it like Motown. Like I have this idea. I want to express it to my audience. Right. What is going through everyone's head? What can people hear? And they go like, yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. I've been there. And a lot of people come up to me afterwards and say, I've had an Amy. Hmm. I've had an Amy. What does it mean uh, for you to feel like you have a partner in getting your music out there. Have you felt that in the past with the musicians that you work with or all the people that have come on board to help you? Mm-hmm. Um, or like, do you have that sense of kind of like being alone versus being in a team? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, definitely being an independent artist has its advantages. Um, the wins are all yours, the, lose, the losses are all yours, you mm-hmm. know? Um, also, you don't have to worry about dynamics as much. You're the boss, which mm-hmm. is very nice, but it's also a bit lonely. Yeah. Um, so I actually hadn't, I couldn't really afford rehearsals and I couldn't, so I didn't have, I, I wrote out my lead sheets, I did everything, and I'd like to keep the same players, but I play with different players all the right. time. Right. Um, and, you know, and some of my players were very, very good musicians. Uh, one of them, like, with Natalie Merchant. So if Natalie Merchant called, I couldn't really compete. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not monetarily and not fame-wise. Uh, so, but I recently actually kind of, I was gonna, these, I was on I was on TV, uh, this New York star of the day, mm-hmm. and the producers there are talking about introducing me to big labels, mm-hmm. and um, they wanted to come to a show, and I was like, I've got to get this together. Right. Uh, and I found these people that are just amazing. They're my band members, the mm-hmm. gatherers, Joan Chu on keys. Mm-hmm. So I got to do it to do my shout outs. Adam Miller on drums, Peter Hogan on guitar. Um, and then we've recently added in Thomas Hutchings on sax. And these guys are just so dedicated. So mm-hmm. and they're make me really feel like I'm not on my own completely. Mm-hmm. And they follow up on things if I get overwhelmed and um and some of them know parts of my arrangements better than I do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just, it's amazing to have a band. You know, while it's my band, you mm-hmm. know, I, if I get success, they'll get success. So that it feels really good to have that. Right. And then in terms of PR, um, I feel like in some ways, when you're an artist, it's kind of everything's a shot in the dark. And mm. you're trying things, but you don't know what's going to work. Right. And it's so nice to be able to hand that off to someone else. Right, right. So... Yeah, it's just, it's hard being an artist these days because you have to do so much on your own. Mm-hmm. But that's not about the art. <laughs> right, right. And just being able to switch between those mind frames of being creative or uh-huh. being business-wise or on social media and mm-hmm. like all of that is can be exhausting, overwhelming, mm-hmm. exciting too, yeah. you know, because you do, you can be creative within the digital sphere. You can be creative in the ways that you approach things, but like, it's just too much. <laughs> it's so much. Okay. So if you were talking to a magical genie and you had, <laughs> you had way more than three wishes, you could wow. just have all the wishes. Um, what would that look like for you? Ah, <sighs> Probably a bit cheesy or boring, really. I just, you know, want, I want happiness. I want to be fulfilled both in my career and in my personal life. You know, I, whether, I very much like being single and Mm -hmm. I'm newly single and I very much like that. But, you know, eventually down the line, I suppose I would want a family and 
friendships are very important to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a really crap wish for a genie, though. Um, in this day and age, you know, <laughs> happiness isn't that easy to come by. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I want, I, I suppose I would say productive, happy life. Mm-hmm. I would like, I put so much effort into my music, just like any musician, mm-hmm. that a real goal probably of any of us who create it is that the right people can hear it. Mm-hmm. The people who will appreciate it mm-hmm. get a chance to listen to it. Right. Because that's all about navigating that and finding the people who you can really help or not help. It's music, but touch, yeah. you know, and, and getting to play to them live. Cause and play to them live wherever they are in the world, right. wherever you want to travel. Um, and I love travel. I probably wish for that, too, because that just uh, uh, just affects your music in, in a lovely way mm-hmm. anywhere you go either whether it's the cultural sounds or just how the culture affects what you write about mm-hmm. um that sense of freedom too exactly so and I don't know I always feel like I'm a smarter uh wiser person when I come back from travel right and and I don't know and even more empathetic too mm. which is an important thing if you're a songwriter right uh, so I love to travel and have a job that allows me to do that. Right. So, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's always a toss up because you hear about people who are on tours forever. And so, yeah, I guess I want it all. I yeah. want it all, uh, without any of the bad parts. So can you take yeah. those out? Do you mind taking those out, Jeannie? They can totally take them out. <laughs> yeah. These are wishes, you know, and genies are never devious, right? Well, never. I mean, it depends. This genie, this genie is like all love so sweet awesome well i mean i'm excited to see where you're going i'm excited for all the new songs and music you're gonna make and as well as these upcoming music videos which are phenomenal um i'm so excited that i got to see a sneak peek of them (laughs) and yeah i mean i think what one of the things that just totally I loved about your music was just that like commitment to joy and commitment to like feeling something and going for it and all of that. And I just, I mean, I think that, I don't know. I know that you're going to have a like, bleh. <laughs> I know you're, you're going to, you're going to go far, but like no matter where you land, like I think you're going to probably enjoy it along the way. Thanks. Thanks Lily. Thanks Elizabeth.